are live. Welcome back to the Solid Ground Podcast. I am your host, Isaiah Lovely. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. I hope that this is an encouragement to your week and something that you can take to become a little bit more like Christ. I want to start this podcast out by asking you guys, what's something that God has been teaching you this week? If you want to take a chance to text a friend and say, hey, what's something that God's been teaching you this week? Um, or even answer that yourself privately. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, we will have that question down below. So what's something that God's been teaching you in your faith this week? Uh, one thing that God has taught me this week is to be kinder um, or to not make fun of others as much. I think a lot of times as guys, we can flick each other crap um, and it seems funny in the moment, but I think over time it puts people down and it doesn't create lasting, authentic relationships with those guys. Um, I want to have relationships that uh, build people up and uplift people. And so because of that, I'm trying to do a better job of not making fun of people as much. Um, one example I have, and I was talking with my f good friend about this, is like he would come up to me uh, when we, when I was at a coffee shop and I always, I always drink lattes. And so obviously lattes have a lot of milk and he would, and I know I, okay, I want to pause this real quick. I know I say milk weird. Okay. People make fun of me for that too. I know I say milk weird. I know it's milk. I know it's milk. I know, I know you're supposed to say milk, but it's milk. All right. It's milk. Anyways, he came up to me and he's like, Hey, how's your milk? Um, making fun of my latte. Um, and he later told me that week and he was like, you know what, man, I'm tired of, uh, going up for cheap laughs, um, and, and making fun of people. I'm, I'm trying to really be kinder. And, uh, it was a moment to also reflect on my life and be like, oh yeah, maybe that's something that I should, uh, put into my life as well, because that's a good quality to, to have, um, to let your jokes or your humor uplift people rather than put people down. Um, and I think like a lot of people might be thinking like, oh man, this isn't really that big of a deal making fun of people. That's like, that's normal guy behavior. Uh, but I do think about my freshen, freshman year uh, friend group. And I think of my church friend group, sophomore year. Um, and one thing that I remember is in the freshman friend group, a lot of times we would flick each other crap. Um, and it, it just, um, it felt very refreshing when I went uh, and joined a church, uh, group sophomore year. And then first, like I'd never gotten like any appreciation or a compliment before. And when I finally got that, uh, it was very refreshing when people were kind. Um, and I'm still friends to, with some of the freshman friend group people today. Um, and I love a lot of those guys, but there was something different about that church group where people were uplifting each other and they weren't sucking each other's energy. Today, I want to talk about how do I find balance in my life? I think a lot of times uh, as humans, it, it can be hard. We can see some areas in our life is thriving and some areas in our life is not thriving. And I want to talk about how do we find balance where Every part of our life is thriving. We just feel fulfilled. We feel complete. We don't feel like we are sacrificing too much. And I think of a pivotal moment in my life was when I had the decision of either going to homecoming 
or going and hanging out with uh, my youth group. And this was in high school. This was uh, junior year. And I knew what homecoming was going to be. Homecoming, at least at my school, was going to be a grind fest. It was just going to be bodies on bodies. And it was just going to be stuff uh, of this world. People getting drunk, people uh, going and having sex or whatever afterwards. So I knew what homecoming was, at least at my school. And if you go to homecoming, um, I'm not putting you down for this. I'm just saying this is what homecoming was for my school. And also, I know the decisions that I would have made if I uh, had gone there. And they wouldn't have been good decisions. They would have been decisions that I would have regretted. So keeping that in mind, that is why homecoming was just a bad idea for me. And then the other option, on the other hand, was going and hanging out with uh, my church youth group. And I ended up deciding to go and hang out with the with my friends from church at one of uh, one of the guys guys houses and this was a pivotal moment in my life uh, for the reason that I realized uh, I was sacrificing the correct thing um, at and sacrificing that right thing uh, changed the direction of my life um, it helped me to not focus so much on being popular or being uh, the coolest guy at school. And it helped me to focus on becoming more like Christ and becoming more like uh, the people who embodied Christ. And so by making that decision, that small decision, um, it helped me have more balance in life and it helped me have more joy. And so what I want to talk to you guys about today is how do you find balance in your own life? How do we make those tough decisions where it's almost like FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Um, nobody wants to have FOMO, uh, but there are occasions where we're going to uh, have the opportunity to have FOMO almost, or like the guilt of missing out uh, because we will have decisions in life where it's Either I could be working right now, or I could be spending time with my family. I could be reading my Bible right now, or I could be watching uh, TikTok. So what, uh, what are we trading in our life? How do we find balance, right? What are the decisions that we're making on a day-to-day -day basis to, uh, that impact the rest of our lives? So today I wanna uh, just preview this it, with balance. First, I want to talk about the rewards of having balance in life. What do we get from having balance? I also want to talk about how do we build balance in our lives, right? How do we build it? And then the thirdly, I want to talk about how we make it sustainable. How do we make this consistent? And I also want to go into um, a couple niche questions that um, I notice getting asked a lot, and I will uh, cover those at the end. Some questions that are commonly asked about living a balanced life, I will answer those at the end. So let's first go into what are the rewards of living a balanced life? Well, the first reward of living a balanced life is you're going to be free of that FOMO. You're going to be free of 
having that guilt of like, oh man, I should have made that decision. I should have gone there. I should have go and, gone and hung out with those people. I should have been doing this rather than that. So you're free of that FOMO and now you have a, a bit of JOMO, right? The joy of missing out. So with, how do you get free of that FOMO? And that's by living a balanced life. Also, it gives you perspective on the important things in life. When we live a balanced life, we're able to take a step back, look at the bigger picture and look at, okay, is this really important in my life or is this something that I can sacrifice? And then also you end up getting to do more of the things you love, right? You get, a, you get to spend time with the people you love. You get to uh, do more of the things that you love and you're doing less of the things that you need and more of the things that you want to do, right? Less of the things that you need to do and more of the things that you want to do. And then also you have less decision fatigue. If you've already made the decision in your mind of how you're going to spend your time, then you're not going to need to make that decision again. So you have less decision fatigue. Um, you need to make less decisions in your day. So step number one, okay, how do we build a balanced life? And it starts by building a hierarchy right? So what is a hierarchy? A hierarchy is what are, what am I prioritizing in my life? What is the most important thing in my life? What's the second most important thing? What's the third most important thing? What's the fourth most important thing? And on and on and on and on and on. So what should be prioritized in our life? Let's build a hierarchy real quick. Well, Matthew 6.33 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Okay, so Matthew is telling us that God should be the center of our life. God should be number one. Um, God shouldn't just be number one, but God should be a part of every single aspect of our life. So God is our lens, right? It's like putting glasses on. Um, I think about like you're seeing life through a whole different way when you live uh, for the Lord. Okay, second so we've got God at our first, what should be second and third? And that's relationships. So second should probably be family, right? So that's your wife, your kids, um, whoever, uh, your mom, your dad, your siblings. So second should be family and then third should be friends, okay? So second should be relationships. What are your, your relationships come above all else. So that means your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, and your relationship with your friends, okay? Um, relationships come first. And then after that, we can start interchanging stuff. So personally, I would put your career or your education uh, above anything else after that. So that would be fourth, right? So we've got God, family, friends, career slash education. And then fifth, we've got... Um, maybe exercise or hobbies and stuff like that. But that stuff can uh, typically be interchangeable. I think people uh, put their career uh, a lot of times way too highly. I think people put their career sometimes over their friends and family. And I think you're making a grave mistake by doing that. By putting your career over friends and family, you're not living the life that God designed you to live. And you're also going to um, probably look back at life and realize that, man, maybe I should have uh, not spent so much time working. Because I don't think anybody looks back at their life and, and says, man, I, I really, uh, I'm really um, sad that I didn't make an extra $1,000 that one weekend. 
but I think people do look back at their lives and they, they look at their family and they're like, man, I, I really wish I spent more time with my mom or I, I really wish I spent more time with my kids kind of thing. So our relationships should become above our career. Okay. Now that we know that God is the center of our life, God should be our lens. God should be number one. How does God call us to live? So let's look at Colossians 3, 12 through 15. Paul wrote this letter to the church in Colossae, right? This is primarily to fix some moral errors, but he gives us a great description on how we should live godly lives. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So remember those five things. Mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Right? This is a bit convicting for me. We, we must forgive others. Okay? It, life is going to be better when we don't hold grudges. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. So, we have mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness. Those are all great things. And those are all things that you should have in your life. But, but Paul is writing here that above all, we should clothe ourselves with love. Okay? Clothe yourselves with love. I love that. And then let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. That is such a good description on how we should live our lives. And I love that so much. So that is a great starting spot to living a life worth living. Okay, now I want to go into a couple niche questions of like um, common, common questions that, that get asked. So if we know that God should be the center of our lives, I think we go through a cycle with uh, being a Christian. And this cycle is is being filled by God, finding rest in God, uh, finding peace in God, and then also serving the Lord. Um, so this means like in your church, uh, for your uh, serving the Lord with your family, serving the Lord with your career. Um, when should we be being filled by God? And when should we be serving God? Um, I think this is a common question. That we get asked because we see two competing ideas in the bible we see proverbs 12 24 says work hard and become a leader be lazy and become a slave right and then we also see in matthew 11 18 through 19 uh, jesus says come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because i am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. So we're supposed to work hard, but we're also supposed to find rest, right? So we need to be working hard, but we also need to be resting hard. And how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, the first question I would ask yourself is where can you be consistent when it comes to being filled or when it comes to be, when it comes to serving, where can you be consistent? If you can't be consistent from week to week in a certain thing, then it might not be worth doing. I, I think of like, um, I was talking to my youth pastor 
uh, about this. Um, we, we went out for coffee and he was talking about how he went to um, five different um, sports outings for, for the students. Um, and he, w- he went to five different games, uh, one per day. And, and I asked him this, I was like, okay, I, like, obviously that's amazing. And obviously it's awesome that you're serving the students in that way, but is that sustainable? Are you able to do that every single week? Um, and if not, what is a way that you could make it sustainable where you are able to still make some games, right? So where can you be consistent? And where can you be sustainable? Um, I think a way that a place that everybody can be consistent is by going to church, right? Church should be every week. If you can't make church, then you need to change your schedule. If you can't make church, you need to change your schedule because that is the main place where we can find peace in Christ, right? Is the main place where we can find rest from for the or rest for the Lord, but rest from the Lord as well. And I I think of like. Uh, a lot of times when we go to rest, uh, when we get rest from the Lord, we see all these problems around us and we see all these things that we need to get done. And when we find rest in the Lord, we're able to kind of just shut off our minds and realize, oh yeah, I'm going to be fine. All these problems are going to get figured out. I don't need to take on everything at once. I have peace. I have peace, right? I have peace. And then with serving, I don't think there's any requirement with serving. I would just keep this in mind. You are going to be at your happiest when you are serving something outside of yourself. If you want to be at your happiest, do something outside of yourself. And James 2.17 also points something important out. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So if you truly love the Lord and you truly want to live your life for the Lord, then you are going to have works that reflect that. I think of, um, let's say, let's say you're married and you go home and you tell your wife that you love her, but then you just go to bed and then you wake up the next day and you leave and you go to work and you don't do anything to interact with her. And then you go to bed again the next day and you say, I love you. And then you wake up and you don't do anything around her, right? Do you really love her? No, you don't actually love her because if you loved her, you would serve her and you and you would show her that you love her, right? So. Just the same as a a husband shows that he loves his wife, we are to show God that we love him and that that we uh, respect him. And so if we really love God, then we are going to take what he has in the Bible and we are going to apply it to our lives. Um, And obviously, you're not going to be perfect and you're going to make mistakes and you're human. But just know that if if you truly love the Lord, then you are going to take what he says and you are going to uh, start implementing it into your life with the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay, here's the second niche question. We've covered being filled and serving the Lord. What's It's it's almost like a cycle. It's, it's almost like uh, by being filled, then you serve, and then by serving, you are filled, and then by f- being filled, you serve. And it's almost like it's a circle. Um, Here's the next question. So 
we said that we put relationships above all else. And what did that mean? That meant relationships with God, relationships with family, and then relationships with friends. Okay. So what's the balance between having those relationships and your career, right? So if your career is right under that, what is the balance? Um, I think we see, in, especially in America, we see two different types of people. We see the hard workers and we see the workaholics, right? We can point them out usually. We can say, that guy's a hard worker. That guy works hard. And we can also see the workaholics and be like, that guy's too obsessed. That guy needs to take a chill pill. That guy's a workaholic. So if we're able to point them out, then obviously there's a line. If we're able to point them out, then obviously there's a line. And I think the tipping point uh, between prioritizing your career over your family is uh, here. Um, t the tipping point in your career is where your job goes from providing for your family to sacrificing your family. So what is the tipping point in your career where it goes from providing for your family, providing the finances, providing uh, the groceries, whatever, to sacrificing your family family because you're taking time, uh, taking more time to work and t taking less time to spend time with them? Are you trading your kids or your siblings games for work? Right? Like, I think one of the biggest uh, positive things that you could do for your kids or for your siblings or for whoever is show up. Um, even for your friends, show up. If they invite you somewhere and they say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to compete in this sport, or I'm going to, uh, be singing, or I'm going to be doing whatever show up. If you can't like, if you can like do your best, show up, don't trade it for work show up. That's going to make people feel important. That's going to show people that you love them. And the reality is, is that's a way better way to uh, spend your time than making a couple extra bucks. Okay. So how do we apply having balance into our lives? Number one, we need to choose a sacrifice. So choose a sacrifice or a sacrifice is going to choose you. And what I mean by this is if there is parts of your lives where you need to trade one thing for another, then choose the right sacrifice. Are you sacrificing maybe some extra money or whatever to spend time and pour into the people you love? Okay. Sometimes you're going to have to make that sacrifice and that's okay. Also, I would say prioritize relationships. Life is short. So, um, I, I almost think of like, what do you want people to say at your funeral? When people are at your funeral, they're not going to talk about your accomplishments. Oh man, he really, he really did well this quarter. He, he, yep. Mm -hmm. One time he did this great thing. He did this amazing thing. No, they're not going to talk about that. They're going to talk about how you made them feel. They're going to talk about, oh, he was a very kind and loving person. Man, he made me laugh. He made me feel important. What do you want them to say when they're at, when you when like if you were to look in on at your funeral, what do you want them to say? In summary, balance in life is very rewarding and it's going to give you an important perspective on life. It's going to give you the full picture. 
Number two, build a hierarchy and put God and relationships above all else. Number three, live for God, serve God, and go to God for peace and rest. And number four, make sure not to neglect the important relationships in your life. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, and I will see you next week. Peace out.